How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? CuriosityStream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, give the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com gift. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. Custard TV Podcast, Luke here again with you. It is a nice sunny day as we record. What is it like in the northern area with you? It's a bit gloomy. It was sunny to start off with, but now the skies are a bit grey. I don't know why I felt like I needed to mention the weather. I mean... Because we're British. It's That's what we do. Well, that's because the we- I think because the weather here is so changeable, as was proved last week, it is a talking point, whereas in a lot of countries, you know what you're going to get. And you went to a wedding this weekend, the first of many. Where, first of was, many this year. Was, this, was the weather a factor in that? Or not? Well, no, I mean, we were inside. It was in a hotel, the majority of it. Mm. But for some reason, they decided to have the champagne and canapes bit in the cathedral. They've put on a coach to do the, like going down one road in Chester and back. That's bad um, planning, oh my God. Just so a few volivants and it's They were fancy schmancy ones, like blinis uh, and that. And oh, okay. Well, at least they made the effort there. Yeah, that bit of the day dragged, but it was it was a friend of mine who I've known for about 20 years, so it was really nice to... Did you get emotional? I did a little bit during the best man speech because oh. it was a lot of, uh, a lot of memories. A good day, and um, I had a little bit too much to drink, and um, yeah. Because ordinarily you don't, do you? Ordinarily. I don't drink very much, no, and I didn't drink, I specifically didn't drink much throughout the day. I had a couple of champagnes, because obviously for the toast and that. You do, yeah. Um, I didn't really start drinking until like the evening do, and very nicely they'd given everyone like a free token to use at the bar, um, oh. which is just as well, because pints were five, it was five pounds a pint. We always come round, round to money with you. I don't know. Because yeah, I'm a stingy northerner. That's know, my gimmick. I know, you must be. Also, what did you get these people as a wedding gift, the first of many wedding gifts? I got them money. Got? I got them oh. some uh, some US dollar dollar because they are going to America oh. on their honeymoon. Oh, okay. Well, that's sensible. Yes. Okay, so Gary's not here. He's just busy with life. So it's just the two of us this week as Will Smith sang about his son. That always creeped me out, the bit at the beginning of it, that song with his son. really freaked me out. Now, Dad, this is a very sensitive subject. Is that Jaden? No, it wasn't. It's the one he had before Jaden, who I imagine is less annoying because you don't see much of him. But bloody Jaden like the, Willow. The older Osborne sister. Yeah, who just says, no, I'm better than this. <laughs> yeah. Which is what Gary's done this week on the podcast, yeah. it would seem. Yeah, Trey is the name of the Will Smith son, just to... Fat fans oh, like, like that thing you might be having your dinner on. Yeah, I just um, had my dinner on a tray, actually. <laughs> <laughs>
Luke. Hey, everybody, here's our staff. Gary. You've never heard of him before today. And Matt. He's a professional. The telly-obsessed trio. Enjoy your show, boy. This is the Custard TV Podcast. TV news, reviews, and pick of the week. And Gary's not here, but he is giving us the keys to the Gary Goes West plane. And we'll be jetting over there shortly. Um, Not much TV news to speak of, other than the BBC have confirmed that uh, Red Productions drama, Trust Me, which you may remember from last summer, was Jodie Whittaker as a doctor who wasn't really a doctor. And there was a big hoo-ha about it, obviously, because she hadn't long been announced as Doctor Who, and people were going, ah, she's playing a doctor, and she's not really a doctor, and she's going to be Doctor Who. Well, well, that's coming back. Has this ever happened before, where they just bring back a show and change the cast? I think so. Um... Oh, what's it? Do you want to build a safe house? Oh, safe house! <laughs> I was going to genuinely say Frozen, then. Yeah. No, safe house. Yeah, the ITV weird weird show, action show with Christopher Eccleston um, and then That's getting replaced with... Who did... Uh, who did Stephen Moyer? Yeah. And um, Ashley Walters and <sighs> Jason Watkins. Okay, and so tr- also recommissioned um, Black Mirror. Yeah, fifth series coming to um, to Netflix, and apparently Gary and Matt were going to review individual episodes for the podcast of the fourth series. Mm. We're looking forward to when it's that coming, happens. Still coming soon, maybe next week when Gary's back. We'll yeah. we'll. We did one. Yeah, that was where a little he, teaser where he's empathised with the most non-empathetic character. Well, you on didn't the show. see it, did you? But no. But it's weird. Gary does that. It's it's yeah. quite strange. He he we likes to just stick do a whole episode of just decrypting Gary, like <laughs> the, like like being John Milkovich or with a... the, the the Da Vinci Code. You worked too hard on that, but I will <laughs> praise you. <laughs> I really didn't. <laughs> okay, let's do that. <laughs> it all just falls apart when there's not three of us. I don't quite know why. Press the button that sends us west. So two shows this week, one on CBS's streaming site, CBS All Access, that's going to be coming to more for next week. And one on NBC in the States, which as of yet, sitting here, does not have a UK broadcaster. Which one would you like to tackle first? Uh, should we do Good Girls as it's a new, uh, a new, a new one? Yeah, as it's a new, a new one. Hey, you got plans later? My church is having a bring a friend night. I'm just not really much of a church person. You're definitely a stuck up bitch. She can barely make it through the school day right now. Here. We can't. Carla. There's this new drug that Fine. just Take got approved. Oh, my God. Can you please just listen to me for one damn minute? The drug you're talking about is 10 grand a month out of pocket. Why do we have hardly anything in our accounts? I made a few bad decisions at work. Nancy and I are suing you for custody. Seriously. My husband and I work all the time. The transplant lists can take months. I 
Deadpool. You wanna? <laughs> yeah, my old job, we got robbed all the time. Do they get caught? The dumb ones do. You're gonna take my friend here to the cash vault. How much is in the vault? 30 grand, give or take. How much did we get? We got more than the 30 grand. How much more? handled the mortgage because you couldn't. Are you going to stay in the house? I get to stay in the house. Your clothes are in the car. There's about three women down on their luck, played by Christina Hendricks from Mad Men, Mae Whitman from Arrested Development, Parenthood, and other things she's been in, and Retta from Parks and Recreation. I don't know Retta. She was no. the one I didn't recognise of the three. Yeah. About three women, they're down on their luck for various reasons, in desperate need for money, and they decide to basically rob the supermarket that Mae Whitman works at. And he is her character. And um, it just goes from there, really, and the, and the scrapes they get themselves into. This was obviously the pilot that we watched, and it set them up and set up the robbery and things. What did you think of the first episode? I quite enjoyed it. I liked the three actresses. I thought you got three sympathetic characters. They've each got different reasons for... Like robbing this store, um, Christina Hendricks' character Beth, she's found out that her husband has like remortgaged their home several times, and the really uh, smarmy Matthew Lillard, Ma- Matthew him. Lillard, yeah, but he's, he, you know, he's cast well in that role. Oh yeah, he's he's smarmy dot com. He really yeah. is. He's just, yeah. Well, don't dot com it. <laughs> You're better than that. Dot like. net. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Dot um, Ruby, Retta's character. Um, what we didn't mention, I suppose, was Beth and Annie are sisters, Christina yeah. Hendricks and women's sisters. Um, she's got a daughter who's got kidney problems and is trying to get money for like experimental drugs and, and like private health care. And then Annie is um, has got a daughter that she had when she was a teenager. Mm-hmm. The daughter's quite quirky. And the um, ex is suing for custody because she sort of works, Annie works a minimum wage job and can't mm. afford to give her the things that he thinks he can. So yeah. they all need this money. The interesting thing about network drama is they've got to hook you in and they could, if they're successful, get 10 to 12, maybe even 24 episodes, depending on how well it goes down. I really enjoyed this, really, really did. But I've got a few crit. Uh, cri- I've got a few criticisms of it, and they're quite minor, but they're okay. there nevertheless, and okay. I have a podcast platform on which go to share Luke. them. Go, go, go. I think it got to the robbery too quick. Mm, I agree. I totally agree. Because how it started was you saw the three of them sort of separately, and then you saw them go into the robbery, and then it did the Luke special of flashing back to like mm. three weeks, two weeks, and then it interspersed bits of the robbery but everything was done within 20 minutes but i don't know mm. if it was about the robbery or about what happened after because may well, whitman's character yeah. thinks that they're they're gonna get about 30 grand and it, they end up with what about half a million something like that yes and then and yeah there is actually a great scene where they're counting the money out and they've got the 30 they need for various things yeah, yeah i like the, that scene. the idea of getting 30 was it's enough to sort out some of their problems. Yeah, problems. Not enough for the police to get involved, yeah. really, because it's a small amount. And not enough to be, oh, you've, you're flashing 
and you know overspending enough so for you... like a lawyer and private yeah. health care and you know paying off this mortgage and exactly, saving like, the yeah. family house saving the house i enjoyed spending time with these characters a lot mm-hmm. and if they'd spent the first episode building up to what they were going to do i i think it would have been better off for it that's not to say that i didn't like the direction it went toward the end they'd sold it as a show that that had a robbery in it and i thought that they felt like they had to get there first before people tune yeah. out and that's unfair really it does a disservice to the show and the viewers that said i didn't spend very long with the three of them and i cared about them and, and found them engaging pretty much immediately without it trying too hard and i have struggled with christina Hendricks in things before i've always found her quite cold and quite you know i don't mm. know what the right word is but sort of otherworldly she never sits yes in Mad Men, it kind of works because she's this, you know, 60s sultry person. But in <laughs> things like Tin Star, it just, she was sort of just Oh, out God, of place. yeah. And, uh, Tin I thought, Star. And I thought, how is she going to fit in this <laughs> world? Forgotten all about with, that. And I thought, how is she going to fit in this world with, um, yeah. with Mae Whitman and Retta? Because they're two very different comedic actors. Um, I enjoyed this a lot, so much so that I watched the second episode, which aired on Monday yesterday in the States. I just watched it before we spoke. And I enjoyed the direction it goes in, and and I liked... Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, It's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Where where it's going for the third one, and I think I'll watch this weekly, uh, as long as I'm able to, because I I just found it an easy watch. Mm, It was an easy watch, I agree with you there. I don't think I was quite as invested in it as you were. I mean, the, the second half of the episode is about the fact that the money in that they stole was to do with like drug dealers and i'm not quite sure if they explained were they laundering well, I, money I, I, yeah the... i think they were laundered they said they laundered m- money through several businesses and that mm. just happens to be one of them that they run it and through. then the sisters end up killing um annie's boss who was sort mm. of sexually blackmailing her because and again that was quite an obvious thing that you saw her tattoo in one of the opening scenes when she mm. bent down and you knew that he yeah. would recognize her later yeah. on at the robbery but yeah I, I enjoyed it and as you say yeah three likable characters whether i'll sort of prioritize this i don't know it's it's a memorable one i think i think yeah. it's not going to be like another seven seconds which i'll probably forget as you know just another crime drama it's it's different because it's like female-centric robbery um, and I believe it's created by a woman as well, so it's like yeah. female voices, which is always good to hear. A lot of the reviews I read uh, after watching it, the people that knocked it said that the tone was all over the place. I usually pick up on that sort of thing. Mm. I didn't. I didn't feel like it was all over the place. I thought Mae Whitman was a bit the star of this. I thought she was really yeah. sort of engaging. And I didn't and... think. I wouldn't say all over the place. You know, it was a bit zany in places, but then the concept itself is a bit zany. Mm. But I think it's going to settle down. I understood the motivations for why each person was doing. You know, mm. it didn't. It sort of 
didn't come out of left field. They all needed money. It, it tried to do like comedy and crime, and I can understand where that critic- criticism would come from. I, I think it is a little bit unjust because, yeah, I did enjoy it. I don't think I quite engaged with it in the way you did, but... Let's just go into hypothetical land for a minute. Okay. If you were a Hello. Netflix subscriber, which you're not, mm. but if you mm. were, and Netflix just plays the next one unless you tell it not to, would you have carried on watching? Just I don't think so, that? no. No, it's I don't think so. The, it's kind of the point of a pilot, isn't it? Yeah. You, you let me know how, how well it progresses and I'll, I might give it a... Okay. Another... Good Girls is on in the States at the moment and we've given it a fairly... Fairly uh, positive write-up. So if we uh, if we hear about you, beat minus for me. For it. Oh well, I have to go with it. We don't normally do this, but, <laughs> uh, but we'll just change the format of the podcast and it blows Gary's mind when we come when he comes. Me back. and Gary did it on our Stranger <laughs> Things reviews. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it an A, but that's because I've seen more more than the okay. first episode, and I liked I liked the sort of non-predictable direction that it did go in. So. Yeah, good girls. If we find out or hear that it's getting a UK home, we will let you know either on the site, thecustardtv.com, or on this very podcast. Second show, Westwide. Luke, just to, yes. just to fly by the seat of our pants and do a oh. sort of impromptu thing. Oh. Did you watch the American Crime Story, Versace, which, which oh, has yes. found a UK home on BBC yes, Two? Yes, BBC Two, Wednesday nights. Me and Gary reviewed this when it started in the States, so that would have been, what, about a month ago or so? Yeah, more than that a bit, I think, yeah. So it's it's made its way to BBC Two, and Luke has uh, watched it and his, 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 his views. I, you know, I don't know whether, because you, you were positive, not, again, similar to Good Girls, mm. not positive enough to carry on, but positive. Gary got wound up. In a, in a way that I've never heard him before. But I struggled with season one, which was the OJ, because it was just too camp, just too out there. Wiki. It felt like, just felt like John Travolta was in a different show to Sarah Paulson, and I thought she was good. And OJ Simpson himself, a.k.a. Cuba Gooding Judah, was really good. But then it was, he had David Swimmer, it was... Awful, so it just didn't work for me. That was a show with tone all over the place. Mm. This version, I feel like we know less about, and I think, unlike Gary, that makes it a more interesting show to me than something I know yeah, all about. Agreed. Because I, because I can, I didn't just watch it as a um, compelling TV drama, and I thought Darren Chris was a bit of a revelation. Yeah, I, I agree. I found him really compelling, and it did do my pet hate of swishing back and forwards and things but i just i really enjoyed it and i'm gonna keep up with it i think they had is... to do it that way though yeah i think uh, yeah to tell the story i think if you'd done it linearly it wouldn't have worked because you would have taken had... too long to get there yeah. as well probably. because the oj thing is it was about you know the trial and everything like that which was the famous thing and the did he do it you know what all the evidence and things like this the versace thing is more we know he we know this guy did it it's all about the motivations behind it and mm. sort of exploring that in reverse. Andrew Conan is the name of yeah. the character. In flashbacks um, while yeah. and looking also at the investigation. taking out the Versace element and the sort of celebrity element, him as a character was really interesting. And the fact we know he's killed before, mm. and he, I just found him really narcissistic but not in a way that i don't want to spend time with him it was fascinating Mm. and uh this is something i will keep up with and could end up 
as one of my notables. I might try, I might try and keep up with this rather if I'm going to prioritize something I might prioritize this because I've heard other people praising it as well. Um yes. of yeah. like just general podcasts that I listen to. Mm. So it might be one that we might talk about again if I sort of keep up with it. Yeah, check that out BBC tip look at me check that out. Who do I think I am? <laughs> just, Find just, it. Just, just check it out. <laughs> yeah. I, Find it on BBC Two uh, on a Wednesday. Strange it's it's the story. second button on your remote, the number two. Well, no, I have to do 102, 102. on Sky. It's annoying. If I'm on BBC One already, I just have to press a button press and go up a channel. But Unless you're watching BBC One HD and then it's all turned. Oh, then, I'm a, then everything's a mess. <laughs> BBC Alba next to BBC One <laughs> HD. Okay. Swish. The third US show. Because we discussed the uh, assassination of uh, the next US show we're going to discuss. I mentioned it's on CBS's streaming service, All Access, which at the moment I think has only given birth to this and the Star Trek reboot that Gary talks about with great affection. Um, and it's called The Good Fight. It's a spin-off of The Good Wife. Um, you're better to run us through this than I am. And so this is the second series of the Good Wife spin-off. Stars Christine Baranski and Kush Jumbo, who were the two sort of major characters to make the jump from the uh, from the original series. Also um, focused on Rose Leslie's character Maya Rindell, who um, was the daughter of Henry, who was this sort of um, Bernie Meintoff type character who was involved. Or, or in this even pon- Bernie Madoff. That I one. Know. He's involved in this Ponzi scheme which lost Diane a lot of money and she had to go to work at this um, sort of primarily black law firm, Reddick Boseman. And um, the the first series was was majorly about the, did her, was her father guilty? Um, and it turned out at the end, yes, he was. He, he fled um, and basically... As a result, she was arrested. This series opens with the funeral of Reddick. Yes. I can't remember his, his first name. Mr. Um, Mr. Reddick. It's sort of framed around his funeral. You're getting the sort of bits and bobs, the main stories going in. So uh, the the continued trial and the evidence. Jane Lynch is back as a... Is she FBI? No, she's just another lawyer, isn't she? I thought she worked with the FBI. You might be thinking of Glee. I thought she was working for. Um... No, she works for the FBI. Does she? Oh wow! FBI agent, yeah. And she done well since Glee. <laughs> so that's the the first sort of story is is Maya's continued trial. At the FBI, seem to be faking evidence to sort of bring her out, and there's an insinuation that like her old tennis coach. Um, what is is involved in it somehow that had, some had... very sexy scenes there sexy CBS to... i nearly took up tennis the following day after watching this because the thing with cbs all access now as we mentioned when we reviewed yeah season one they, is that they, they that you with... can have um effing and boobies um yeah. which is what i want from my drama adrian bozeman the delroy lindo character um at the funeral, finds out that he might be losing the Reddick name now that, that Mr. Mm. Reddick is, has passed away. Then there's this this other story about um, lawyers being killed, which you, you seem to have an issue with, where it's sort of like vigilante justice towards this divorced lawyer who was killed in a hit and run um, after this guy felt so wronged by him, you know, he'd lost custody of his kids and everything. 
um, and his sort of one um, line after being hauled off by the police was kill all lawyers. So that seems to be like a recurring theme throughout. I don't have and, an issue with it. I'm just fascinated to see how they will deal because, with it and whether it will tip over into comedy rather than... I don't know I don't how they're going to so. deal with it. I, I, I do trust, I trust the good, fight, good wife slash good fight team, team the Kings. Yeah. And then there's the smaller story about uh, Marissa... Sarah Steele's character, who was also in The Good Wife, the, the daughter of the Alan Cumming character, who has now passed her private investigating um, certificate and wants to do more at the firm in that area. And it seems to be her and the um, the firm's investigator, Jay, are sort of almost doing like a sort of moonlighting Double type act. thing, yeah. <clears throat> which I quite like. And I would like that to be the spin-off of the spin-off. Um, that would be amazing if it never ended. It just kept spinning. Well, that's what happens with CSI. I suppose. And and I suppose one ends. of the things for good wife viewers is that they Yay. seem to have Howard Lyman as um, a yeah. job, which Her I face. which which my I I have to say of everything was the thing I struggled with, and I love Howard Lyman yeah, as character. I know, I know. But it was very comedic, and it was very much I didn't like Reddit. You're not going to his funeral. I'm going to, you know, just. Talk to the I, jurors about sandwiches and. I think the tone of this was more over the all over the place. Yeah, a little bit. I, I I would say in the the comedic elements, yes, but mm. I I in, I think the structure of it I really liked how they went down like the program for the funeral, if you will, and you know they had the ceremony, the service, the internment, and then the wake, and the, you sh- the, they showed you that, and it was. It was almost done like a three-act play, which is what I really appreciated. I think mm. the the scenes in court sort of almost took you out because you weren't in that world with all the other characters. I enjoyed it for the most part. I do like the good fight and the good wife, and I just enjoy spending time in their sort of over-the-top, extravagant world. I kind of wished that we got more sort of stuff that we're used to from it. I was kind of bored by the funeral stuff quite quickly. Um, oh, and really? I don't, I don't understand uh, that. Well, no, what? no, just because I think I, I don't know. I didn't like the setting, and it, it, it didn't. Move I along. really liked it, that. I, I thought it. Worked. I did initially, but then when it uh, carried on, framing, the framing all the sort of. Tis the season for chicken fingers at Raising Cane's. Warm up with cooked order chicken fingers, crispy crinkle cut fries, Texas toast, and the real source of holiday magic, cane sauce. Happy holidays from Raising Cane's chicken fingers. One love. <laughs> The U.S. Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash career slash USBP. The stories, it worked that it was all... I understand, all, yeah. It worked that it was all of the one day. You had this sort of ticking clock that you needed yeah, all these I, things I to agree. be sorted I out I agree by. with that. I just, it was a bit oppressive for me the whole way through. I have a bigger issue with Maya. I don't know whether I care. I think Rose Leslie does a good enough job as Maya, but her being, you know, a trainee lawyer is far more interesting to me than this case she's got herself wrapped up in. And I, didn't I, can, know. I can see that. Yes, I understand where you're going with yeah. that. It's, it's mainly the story, the the continued sort of thing with her parents and everything. I yeah. I agree with that. I like the character of Maya, but the story with Henry and her. Like in the first season, it was all about 
is her mum having an affair with the uncle and then it turned out they were sort of all in But it was, in, ba- it was background story and you saw her go to court and you saw her, you know, being sort of mentored by Diane and joining yeah. the firm and I enjoy all of that. The fact that they've just had this storyline about her family and the court case just consume her and take her away from the world. If she wasn't with Kush Jumbo, I think I'd really struggle. And that's not to say anything bad about Rose Leslie's performance. I think she's doing as well as she could with the story that she's been given to tell. But I just don't know how compelled I am. I'm not going to stop watching. I think it is a really good show. And you also but, said to me that you weren't a fan of all the Trump stuff. You you found well, that sort I, of critique. Well, I and... ju- I, no, I just I, I understand why they do it. And I understand it's important for them to do. But sometimes it seems a bit cringy when they drop it in. And I Because under- I suppose one of the things I didn't mention is that... Um, the Aldred McDonald character Liz worked at the state's attorney's office, but had sent this tweet about Trump that then basically had got her the sack mm. from from the office, and that's why she's free up to sort of start yeah. her own firm or join uh, Reddick Bozeman. And mm. you know things are harder for black firms now that, or, or are things harder for black firms? I suppose yeah, is the question, the question they're asking, they're asking. now that uh, Trump is in charge. There's also an insinuation that uh, Diane is going to take up drugs this season. Oh yes, microdosing. That is a, that is a bit of a jump. I would say that yes. seems a bit out of left field. It seems out of character for that character. I would have an issue more with that than the the sort of kill all lawyers story that they seem to be telling. A good fight starts next Thursday, the fifteenth. Everybody in it is very good. There's mm. just a couple of niggles. For me, I don't know how invested I am in the uh, background of Myers family and being... And I, I suppose just... this one oh. as well, you didn't get like a case of the week, which you will no, get I, on. No, I do like on. them. So, but yeah. we, we know we're going to get them, so I'm not yeah. traumatised. Yeah. Uh, the Good Fight, Thursday the 15th, more for 9 o'clock on the TV over here. <laughs> Didn't know how to end that sentence. How was that? We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email. CustardTVReviews at gmail.com And with the reviews, of which there aren't many, it's Matt in the North. So we'll do um, Below the Surface, which is a new eight-part Danish drama starting this Saturday on BBC Four. It's an interesting one, this. Its it's, um, basis is a terrorist attack on an underground train. Although it starts with the sort of um, interrogation and capture of a um, Danish soldier, Philip, and you see sort of scenes throughout the sort of interspersed in the episode of him Mm. being interrogated by a, what do you say, like an Iraqi soldier, is it? Yes, with a poor shot for American Western film. Howdy, partner. Philip is then tasked, is the head of the counter-terrorism task force, um, you see him trying to negotiate with the, the head terrorist. He refers to himself as Alpha. They basically say they want 4 million euros. The other major character in this is Naja Toft, played by an actress called Paprika. Makes me so happy that you have no idea. She is given the uh, an interview with one of the, um, the uh, captured people. Why can't I think yeah. of the word hostage? Yeah, I don't um, know. Don't know. You said it a second ago. <laughs> I don't know why you lost it. Who is a um, 
uh, a young Swedish uh, nursing student living in Denmark. That's it, really, isn't it, for the story? Well, you, you know meet... she's a nurse because she says she's a nurse and then she puts a plaster on somebody's head. So On the guy that... from yeah. Borgen, the yes. head of the Greek party from Borgen. Yes, yeah, yeah. He um, was the only is... person I recognised in this because usually yeah. you get these sort of crossovers between all yeah. the sort of... And th- this does have a Borgen and Killing connection. It's made by the same people. Oh, Adam okay. Price, the main writer from Borgen, is producing this as well. Look at me with my knowledge. I know. It's amazing. Your Scandi knowledge. I'm, I'm all over the Scandies. It reminded me a bit, and I'll, we'll sort of go into it a little bit more, but there's um, these fil- these uh, Danish films called A Hijacking and A War, which sort of I have got sort of realistic tones to them. The first one about... Aha, like, Scandinavian, while you're doing that as well. <laughs> I think they are, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're Norwegian. <laughs> I think they're, that's the Are they in those films? <laughs> no, they couldn't hack it. Oh, classic comedy. <laughs> Look it up, folks. Um, <laughs> the first one is about a sort of Somali pirate hijacking. The second one is about, like, um, a killing during a war and a trial they both actually star in supporting roles dar salim who is the guy from from borgen and and mm. in this you don't learn a lot about his character in this one but he is yeah. the one who tries to sort of fight the terrorists before they're all the hostages are sort of carted off to this sort of underground prison almost under yeah. a, a I church. Mean, the, the, their captors have been quite nice they left them first aid kits and they, they can go to the loo whenever they need to and well, like no, that, not so. to because she wanted to go straight away and they didn't let her. They would have regimented toilet breaks. Bathroom breaks, as they call them. Back. Now, I'm a weird man oh. because right, I like my things to be down-to-earth, realistic, yeah. characters I can latch on to, care yeah. about or not care about, whatever. But I also like things where <laughs> people are in extraordinary situations and have to do ridiculous things. Uh, A.K.A. the first foreign drama I ever watched. I don't know why I said A.K.A. there. Um, the first foreign drama I, I ever... I.E. I.E. Yes, there's another uh, another load of letters. <laughs> I think that's what you were looking for. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah. I did have some issues with this. Um, firstly, some I know we're reading it, but some of the dialogue wasn't very good. Uh, I don't know whether that was translation and it just doesn't come mm. across. Yeah, well. I, I, Could I, well agree. Be. I agree. I uh, agree. And secondly, our protagonist, our hero, our sort of, don't they call him a, if nobody knows any more about terrorism than yeah. this guy. Philippe is like, It's so puny and looks about 24. Yeah. yeah. I thought, they oh, try I and give him like a bit muscly and a bit, and he's obviously tortured by these flashbacks and it does turn I don't out. buy him. Tell the twist at the end because it wasn't much of a twist. You knew. No. I mean, for me, I personally thought it would turn out that he was working with the terrorists, which would well, make it. Well, it could. It could still be. It could be Homeland esque. Because you get the impression that the thing, the main, the major theme was that he was saying during his interrogation that you may as well kill me because you know the Danish government don't negotiate with terrorists and won't mm. give you the money. And this is him trying, to, I suppose this is him trying to prove that yes, they will if, if we capture enough people. There's going to be the, the biggest twist that he's involved because you didn't see how he was released yes. by the captor. So I I'm think assuming... you get that throughout the, the series. Yeah. I think if there's a more intriguing character, then it's Narja, the, the journalist. Yeah. I yeah. think she's a more 
main character and some of the the hostages as well. when it was with them i was like really with it and i like yeah. the claustrophobic feel and i felt for them then it would shift back to the what are we going to do about these terrorists do we give them money what do they want and i was like oh i can't be bothered and then his girlfriend <laughs> who, he, who he uh split up with of course works on the team that he's he was working with a colleague they spent 22 nights together if, if you know. wanted to what, what was that? Uh, what was that about? You'd say three weeks, wouldn't you? You'd say three weeks of time or Get a cumulative say... 21, 22 yeah. days. Do you know how I've got a calendar and gone, I've, I've, I've crossed out 22 <laughs> days here. But I don't know again whether that's translation. It might be translation. It mm-hmm. might be. I don't know what I felt when whether because part of me was intrigued enough to it's, go. It's hit and miss, isn't it? I think yeah. the, it passed the time well enough, but the the most intriguing thing is the stuff with the hostages because it is the most sort of action packed thing, isn't it? It's the, it's the thing that going, you the I'm most. sure they're going to turn the on doing. each other. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're and turning on each already, other, or there might be moles. There's, there's a character who. Um, is saying, oh, the the police are never going to pull the finger out. We need to fight back, um, and everyone else is saying, no, we don't need to do and that. Your, your man from Borgen is very calm, and he tried yeah. to attack them initially before they went. You and know, he was very uh, supportive to Marie when she was taken mm. away to do the interview, and you know it's mm. going to be all right and everything like that. I think there may be further up down the line. They might because he's obviously. An, an Asian gentleman. He was a Muslim character in in Borgen, so it might they might turn on him as it goes on. It's quite an interesting thing that they've got a character, you know, a, a character like him, and he is quite a well-known actor in yeah. in Denmark. So yeah. I, I think he'll have quite a big part to play as it goes on. I think I, actually it's one of those rare cases that happens a few times. Speaking about it now, I've convinced myself I am going to at least watch the yeah, second one. The second one, I think I might do the same. It's not trapped, which was my favourite, um, famous foreign drama of recent memory, and I keep hoping that each one of these that pops up might be. And yes, I've convinced myself purely on this conversation that I it will. Is, I think to sort of draw a line under this, it is an interest. I I can't think of another drama where we have actually seen like the terrorist incident, the hot, the like the. I mean, obviously you mentioned hostages, which was more of a sort of contained this situation yeah whereas this i mean i do like the fact that they are showing this is a global news story we're getting all Mm. the news outlets covering it throughout the world which which worked for me which is one of the things i liked about it you know this is a major news story and i i I can't think of another drama tv drama that i've seen that deals with it in this way i'll hang up on you now (laughs) i I really want to watch the next we've just talked me into it you've done well there below the surface (laughs) On Saturdays in the double bill foreign drama slot, I do condone BBC Four for carrying on with this slot and managing to find ones that are different. We didn't like the um, Black Lake, for example, but it was completely different to all the other things that they're showing. And I loved I Know Who You Are, which was this sort of ridiculous legal drama from Spain. I believe there's like an astronaut drama from France coming later this year. Oh, (laughs) oh. We're going to do a whole podcast if that's true on that. <laughs> so below the surface, BBC4, Saturday nights, 9 o'clock, double bill. Rate and review us wherever you find us. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes and Facebook. Right, um, I'm ready for Luke to absolutely love this next one. Action team on... Uh, Don't put words in my mouth. ITV2. 
this is the latest vehicle for Tom Davis, who um, is most famous for murder in Successville. This is a sort of spoof thing. Again, like 24, I suppose he's going for a little bit here. Um, plays um, the role of Logan Mann, this sort of spy and head of action team, alongside uh, Jim Harrick, who plays like the sort of weapons specialist. And the girl out of Detectorists. It starts with the death of Stephen Campbell Moore uh, playing Agent 49 and immediately put me in mind of Stag because that had Stephen Campbell Moore and Jim Howick in and also, I suppose, the wrong mans to an extent. They're investigating this thing called Abacus, um, which is run by uh, Vlad, who is also played by Tom Davis, the main sort of Russian baddie. The oddest bit of casting in this is Vicky McClure as the... Mm. No. Oh, no, no, no. Are you going to say Derek Riddell? Yes. That's the oddest bit of casting <laughs> no, okay. in this. The, the second oddest bit of casting in this is Vicky McClure, who plays Ruth, the boss of um, of Action Team, who's always sort of thinking Logan is a complete idiot, because he is. And the secretary, Anne, is played by Derek Riddell, who, from The Missing, in a wig. And that is probably the best gag in this, which tells you, yeah. like, really what yeah. I thought of this. Um, Luke, yeah. your thoughts? Well, cards on the table... Is that the only thing you're putting on the table? Yeah. I don't find Tom Davis funny. I tried a few murder in success films and I didn't... I felt like it... He I does, just wasn't in on it. He puts this voice on, doesn't he? He puts this, yes. like, low, husky voice on. I know you compared it to The Wrong Man's and and uh, 24. Yeah. It's more It's more naked gun. Yeah, is, I mean, he's trying to be like for. a Frank Drebin, like... A, yeah. But, like, with that, everyone thought Frank Drebin was a really good police officer. Here, everyone thinks Logan is a bit of an idiot. Yeah. I knew exactly where this... I could guess every gag before yeah. it happened. I didn't find any of it funny at, at all. The first gag is that you know, Stephen Campbell Moore has been shot and he's telling Tom Davis, the Logan character, that his penis is out and then yeah. you see his penis. Which yeah, is a which is a step too far. I mean it's ITV two, so everything has to be spelled out a mile off. I've got yeah. no idea why Vicky McClure is in this. Do you know what? I think she's terrible in this. Yeah. Well she's playing like the straight man, isn't she? Yeah, but she's not a very convincing Feels like she's on her lunch break from line of duty. Mm. And they just, just grabbed her. She's just like she popped out to boots and and is like, "Do you want to be in this, Vicky?" It's like, oh, "All right then." I, well. I I'm sure this will appeal to others. I'm not mm. knocking it completely. I've seen people really sort of praise it, and but it's not mm. our sort of style of thing. And, but no, no, saying that, I mean, I love I love the Naked Gun. I love Police Squad. I yeah. love the Rock Bands. Yeah. The Rock is was brilliant. Um, and I think you had a simple. With... They did even, it with a charm. Yeah, so, even something like, and again, this is sort of comparable to it. I don't know if you've seen the film Spy with Melissa McCarthy. The no, no, scenes in that with uh, the Jason Statham character are hilarious because he's sending himself his sort of image of himself up in that. All the lines he has in that are similar to the lines that Tom Davis has in this. You know, he's he's got a lot of confidence in himself like misplaced a lot of the time. Mm. You know, he delivers it with sort of a sort of... But, Smile and a wink, and this all just yeah. felt ridiculous. Yeah, you need you need to char you need to do it with yeah. charm. I don't. Think Tom Davis has a charm about him. That's no. the thing. He's not a leading man. There's almost like a smugness to this. There's mm. almost like an mm. air of like. It's we're like so you clever. will find this funny yes. because it's yeah. really clever. Yeah. yeah. There's, 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 I mean, there's so I many like gags. I like Jim Howick. That... I have to say, Jim Howick tries. 
he was the only one that he felt like he always tries. Yeah. He's got a brilliant agent who just gets him in anything that's vaguely comedic. And he the always... aliens. What yeah. was that? What with um, loaded? The... Loaded. With... If it's vaguely, if it's vaguely <laughs> comedic, then he will be in there somewhere. And he does give it his best go, but because he was I'm, he was I'm... excellent in Stag, I thought. Yeah. I mean, there are the overt gags like killing all the, you know, orchestra who obviously just are an orchestra the cat from the Cataract Society and things. Mm. But there's just stupid gags like he gets a USB stick out and or a dongle, as he calls it, and then just drops it in a wine glass. And that is very a... Frank Drebin, isn't it? It was so overt that he just drops this in the wine glass. And then Vicky McClure's response is, oh, look at your fingers, they're huge. And yeah. I just, yeah. And also, I thought it felt long, and it was only 24 minutes. minutes or something. And I got to the halfway point where the ads would be on our previews thing, and I was going, oh, God, I've got another 12 minutes, you know, of this. And I just, I I was completely it. disinterested. I think I don't think I was sort of paying attention to it very mm. much, but it didn't demand my attention. It didn't. No. You knew, as you said, you knew where it was going to go. I personally always try to find merit in anything, and that's why at least you know I, I thought you know Jim Howick was was all right, and Derek Riddell in a wig. I don't know where that was going. That just seemed a bit strange. Mm. But I don't know whether sometimes you got to just see things for what they are yeah this was yeah. not for me because i read last year that time wasters the itv2 comedy was meant to be very good and I never watched it so at least i know now that i'm not gonna like this and i'm not gonna watch this yeah. rather than reading other people saying oh it's really good and mm. and missing out on it but yeah so that continues monday nights on uh, itv2 and it will be one of those things like we mentioned earlier tidstar where you just go, oh, God, we'll we mention Vicky McClure again. And we'll yeah. go, of course, she was awful. In, and he'll go, oh, action team, forgot all about that. That's what this is. Well, that's because she was on her lunch break. She just wanted yeah. a Boots meal deal. And she had to tape six episodes yeah. of an RTV2 sitcom yeah. on lunch. It's happened to the best <laughs> of them. It really has. <laughs> Have you told your friends about this podcast? Okay, here we go. No. It's just not my idea of a good time. Tell them now. That's what the people want to hear. This is the Custard TV Podcast. Good glass drop. From thecustardtv.com. Pick of the week, pointing your faces at something we want you to see within the week. We've already mentioned The Good Fight, which is on Thursday on More 4, but something you may not be aware of and something that I want to point your faces to is a thing that Gold are doing this week. You know, what used to be UK Gold. They've done a three-parter reuniting... The uh, the team behind um, BBC Two's Dinner Ladies. BBC One. No, I always thought it was BBC Two. No, BBC One. Always thought that. Where did you find that? Well, firstly in my head, and then on. No, I don't believe you. I remember watching it on BBC One. Why don't you believe me? <laughs> it doesn't seem right. Oh, you're right. So they are doing a um, a three part called Dinner Ladies Diaries, which has. Uh, interjections from Victoria Wood from the past and and talking to the main cast about making the show and I have heard them discuss making the show before and it wasn't um, it wasn't a, an easy process they used to film two shows a night to make sure that all the gags worked and Victoria Wood worked her fingers to the bone writing it and making sure that Every gag worked, and I just think it'll be an interesting watch. That's Wednesday night, 8 o'clock on Gold, which is a channel we don't often point your face towards. 
I'll highlight something on the same night um, at 10 o'clock on Sky Atlantic, Smilf, which is something that I'd read about previously. I think when the Golden Globe nominations mm. were announced. I've seen one of these. Well, I've oh, seen, have you? Yeah, I've seen the pilot. And it's is it worth crude. talking about? It is worth talking about, but I think it's worth talking about after you've seen more than one because the first one is really crude. and, and Are they short episodes? Half hour, half hour. Yeah, so we could do the first from two. From Showtime, yeah. Yeah, it's from Showtime, and it's written yeah. and stars Frankie Shaw, and it, SMILF is an acronym for single mother single I'd mother like, I would to like to have to. relations with. It's semi-autobiographical. It is. it is as well. And, and she's a struggling actress with a young child and trying to make it... Is it a bit and, like Better Things that you watch? Sort of, yeah. It's kind of more... main. Yeah, sort of. And Rosie O'Donnell plays her mum. Smilf, Sky Atlantic, Wednesday night, and uh, Dinner Ladies Diaries on gold. Yeah, because it Wednesday does look like... I mean, looking at next week, Jesus, saving the British Bulldog with Catherine Tate and Five Star Hotel. So you don't want to discuss that. But we've got a lot... I suppose it's a lot of endings next week. Endeavours, last episode, I believe, next week. Yeah, but you know what they're replacing that with? All the midwife. It's going to be um, the Durrells at eight and um, Good Karma on at nine. So two shows we haven't really the, jumped the, in. The, the pensioners evening there. Yes. I've got a friend though of our age who loves the Durrells because she's got she has her head in in a big sand pit. Had not heard that uh, there was a female Doctor Who and wasn't a big fan of the idea. We were just talking about Jodie Whittaker because we went to see Venus together at the cinema and that was her first thing. And I was just saying, oh, isn't it interesting now that she's Doctor Who? And she's like, what? A woman's Doctor Who? What? That is almost impossible to not know about. <laughs> If you'd like to get in touch with us, you know, tell us we're wrong, maybe, about Tom Davis. Email, probably the best way of doing it. That way, you're not limited to the amount of characters you can abuse us with. Uh, that's Custard TV Reviews with the S on the end there, at gmail.com. If you want to do it via Twitter, we're all three of us there at varying different times of the day. At Luke Custard TV for me, at The Gary Show for Gary, and Matt is... At Matt's TV Bites. Facebook.com forward slash The Custard TV. Search that for the podcast all over your podcast apps. We would absolutely be very grateful if you could review us on iTunes. I know your time is limited. I know. I appreciate that you've Never run out of milk. Never say that to me. Because well, I know your time is less limited than most but of the But I have run well. out of milk. How did you know? <laughs> Tesco's last night. They didn't have any semi-skimmed left. Get long life. <laughs> Oh, I don't like, I can't be doing long life. Why not? I don't know, I don't like the taste. I feel we've drifted. (laughs) Facebook.com forward slash The Custard TV as well. And if you want to help us out with some, just some finances of running the site and just keeping things, you know, as we want them to be. We will endeavour to get back on the extra helpings once Gary's back. It's just a bit of an odd... It's a bit thought for time at the moment for... It is, because we're struggling to find TV to fill the... Um, proper broadcast hence why we talked about good girls which hasn't got a uk broadcaster because i just if enjoy you, speaking e- email us with stuff you'd like us to talk about on the patreon it's your forum it's your for thing us. yeah and on the main podcast as well because that might give us ideas to peter over to the patreon as well yeah. so if you if you want to help Who's us out that's who we're getting in if okay. not here next okay week. thecustardtv.com is the website as well so it's there for the latest tv news and reviews 
and we will be back soon to discuss basically smilf take care (laughs) bye rate and review us wherever you find us i think that it's programs like this that help people realize that they're not alone search the custard tv on youtube itunes and facebook it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.